Welcome back to the KL Podcast. We are really excited because we've got something a little bit different today. Rather than talking about an article or a concept or a theme like we typically run through today, we actually get to interview somebody for the first time. Really excited to welcome our first guest. Tim, who are we talking to today? Obi Wabuko is a good friend of ours and has an incredible story to share. Um, he is a spoken word poet, a technology enthusiast, a mindfulness expert. Every single time that I speak with him, I draw so much energy. He is an inspiring person in my life. And I'm, I'm just incredibly excited to share that with the kind leadership community. Awesome, I'm looking forward to it. Here we go, welcome to Obi. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, you bet, man. It's an honor. Obi, where are you right now? Yeah. So I'm actually, um, I'm in uh, Lake Otsalon, Guatemala. Um, I'm actually on in a town called San Pedro. There's several towns around this lake, but uh, this, this town is San Pedro, and that's where I'm at right now. Excellent. So, it looks you know, beautiful. tell us, tell us what's going on here, Obi, because I, you know, I can tell the story from my perspective, but I want to hear, you know, tell us, this is what I want to hear, just very briefly, nutshell, where you grew yeah. up, what you did after high school, where you were working, and how the heck you got to Guatemala. Like two sentences, please. <laughs> two sentences. And then that for us, please. And then we're done. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. Just tell us that, and then then we can move on. We need some groundwork. Oh man, though. so lay it down for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, I originally born in Austin, Texas. Um, you know, my whole path has been pretty much spirituality since I can, you know as I can remember, you know, just a spiritual person, but it started off in religion. So, you know, I'm just moving through, moving through high school, um, you know, went to Flugerville High School, then I, uh, then I graduated there and moved off into, I had to get away from Austin for a little bit, went out to, uh, to Lubbock out in uh, West Texas there and uh, did, uh, did my stint there and um, got my business degree. But even throughout my time in college, you know, it was, it was still something that I was just kind of, um, adventure and traveling was really big for me. Um, eventually uh, left, graduated with a business degree, um, came back to Austin and landed, uh, landed the job um, there at, uh, at Dell. And that was just technology was something that I really kind of connected with as well. Um, and then, you know, I, I've always just been someone who's always wanted to see what's out there and explore more um, as I was, as I was at Dell. So it was just really cool. Um, I think did Dell for what, 12, 13 years, um, between that time, taking small trips. This is my second time here in Guatemala. I've been to Belize. Um, I've been to Peru, Costa Rica. Um, and throughout a lot, a lot of those trips have been primarily, um, not touristy kinds of trips. I've always kind of gone out on my own mountains, jungles, you know, I'm just an explorer. I love to explore and I love, I, I become really interconnected with nature. I feel more at home. And so it was always a good recharge before coming back um, and uh, coming back to the modern life. But eventually as, as, as my time there, um, I had to figure out a way to really be more connected with it rather than taking these, you know, these, these short stints. And so that has led me to eventually where, I, you know, I, I made a huge plan and a huge vision um, when I was going to make this, take this leap of faith and take this break away. And that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at right now. I bought a one-way ticket um, to, to Mexico. Um, and then I, I came down to Guatemala and, uh, I'm just here taking it one day at a time. And so it's just, it's really amazing right now. I'm surrounded by uh, volcanoes and just massive trees. I'm looking outside my place right now and it's just gorgeous, you know? So I'm just here taking it all in, um, just seeing where my next journey is going to be, but, uh, just embracing this space right now. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's it right now in a nutshell. No, that's great. I'm, I'm that's jealous. good background, awesome. Obi. So, yeah. A couple comments very quickly. 
um, you know, the first time I saw you, I just thought to myself, Lubbock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Obi, of all the places you That's... mentioned, the most remote might be Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, God... it's shocking to me when I still hear about it, you know, it is. Yeah, but yeah. you got you to understand, uh, Tim, both my parents went to UT Austin. My dad, my mom was a registered nurse, um, yeah. graduated with a nursing degree, and my dad taught uh, as a professor. So you had um, to get away. In biology. You were looking. Away. Yeah, so, you had to get away. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, so I got I got away. <laughs> yeah. I said, I mean, what better place to go to Lubbock? They, you know, I, I so. actually grew up outside of Lubbock, Obi, so I'm very familiar with the area. Did I? Did, I didn't know. Ah, you were nice. Familiar. Yeah, yeah. God, God bless West Raiders. Texas and Lubbock and Texas Tech, <laughs> but you, I mean, you're not a stereotypical Texas Tech grad. And I mean that with all respect to everybody involved, but it's just. Oh, yeah. Oh, trust me. I'm fully aware. When I arrived there, I realized that. I was like, wow, what did I get myself into? Yeah. But it was great. It was, it was still a great experience, man. I, I, I made some tremendous friends yeah. and I learned a lot. So it was good. Yeah. So how, how many years did you sell technology? And I'll just, I'll just mention very quickly, OB, that I think we've recorded 10 podcasts and yeah. uh, we, we haven't said the D word one single time and you said it yeah. three times in a nutshell. <laughs> but, you know, carry on. I mean, yeah. how many years were you in technology sales? Um, I was in technology sales for about, what, uh, 13 years? 13 years. Okay. Yeah. And to be clear, you left this little piece out that I know you're just assuming everybody understands this, but you resigned. I resigned. I did. Yeah. Yes. This is not, this is not, I bought a one-way ticket because I'm working remotely from Guatemala or, you know, I'm on sabbatical or I saved up some vacation time. You resigned. That's which, correct. Which, I mean, you alluded to with a leap of faith, but man, yeah. huge leap of faith, which I yeah. admire. And I mean, I am in awe of, I have to tell yeah. you, uh, but I think it's important to mention that just in case somebody who doesn't know your story, you know, doesn't quite yeah. understand what we're talking about. So how long were you planning this exit or resignation, you know, um, transition? I had it, I, I probably over almost two years, almost two years was, was, you know, probably a year and a half to two years where I started to plan everything out. Um, at the time I was living on my own in Austin, had a nice place. And I said, my parents obviously here from Austin. So I decided to move back in with my parents and uh, I started to cut the reins on a lot of expenses and just, you know, put everything in motion as far as what I needed to do um, and where I felt comfortable before I would make that, make that jump. So yeah, probably a year and a half to two years. Hey, it'll be a quick question for you on that. So two years in the making, right? Two years planning when it's time to, to pull the trigger on that. Are you yeah. feeling, are you feeling peace? Are you feeling relief? Are you feeling fear? What, I mean, is it a mixture of everything? That's a great question. Um, Josh, man, it was probably a mixture of everything. You know what I mean? I think there's, there's, you can plan something out, but, uh, the execution of it and, um, you know, and that's a long time. So just, yeah. you know, from that start to finally getting to that place where you're ready to, ready to make that, you know, make that, uh, jump. There's a lot of emotions going through, you know what I mean? There's a lot of emotions going through, but I think I had this commitment um, that was already in place that I was just going to go for that. So, um, also just trusting the process. I just really had to trust no matter what I knew there's going to be some, you know, and obviously the big thing right now is the climate that we're in. Right. I didn't anticipate two years ago that COVID would be a part of this whole discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, uh, that was an interesting thing as well, but nonetheless, it, it only shows that I didn't allow that to even, you know, deter, you know, where I was going, you know, I had to make some adjustments, but yeah, my, my emotions were, there was joy, there was peace. There was, there was a little bit of apprehension. Is this really, you know, is this really the time now? I mean, everybody's talking about, you know, buckling down and security and, yeah. and then you have people who are going to question, you know, whether or not, but I had to stick with my gut and my heart with this, you know what I mean? And so um, yeah. I, I, I just went with it. Good yeah. Deal. And it would, I like know, I think it's worth there. pointing out. I kind of respect for you on that because no, no, I'd be shaking in my boots. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. So, I mean, it's it. I think I need to point out a lot of people could have had this plan together and said, ah, oh, this is beautiful. So I can just move to Guatemala and I can work remotely because I have the ability to work from wherever I want now. 
And I can kind of just put my foot in the pool and see how it is. And you just skipped right over that step and just cannonballed right in. Yeah. Which, I mean, as we said, I admire, but did did you contemplate at any point, you know, during COVID when, you know, everything turned into a remote workplace where you're like, "Ah, maybe I'll just go down there and work for a little bit and then transition, you know, more seamlessly. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. It crossed my mind. I contemplated, you know, I contemplated that and uh, people brought it to my attention as well. Uh, Begging you to stay is what they were doing. (laughs) Don't leave. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The thing with me though, I knew I didn't want, you know, you know, like, like here I am, I said, I've been in technology for 13 years. And so knowing that I'm, I'm, I'm about to take this transition, I didn't want this aspect where I'm still, yeah, you know, it's going to be nice to have that kind of support and have, have that, um, you know, that peace of mind, but still then be in this paradise and still connected to some of the work. It's still, you're still working. You're still, you know, we're we're virtual or whatnot, as you guys know, doesn't matter where you are. You got to be a hundred percent committed to that. And so I, I just, I felt that I wanted a full clean break and I didn't want to have, you know, have that. And I knew where I was going in order to do that. So it wasn't something um, for me, I didn't even really, I mean, I contemplated it, but it wasn't something that I, that was, it was an easy decision for me to make. Well, it's kind of like you and I were talking about this before everybody else jumped on, but in a way like our lives are in these micro moments, you know, 30 minute or hour long increments of beatings and, uh, it's time away from meeting and your life now is in a more, it's not a macro moment per se, but it's more macro. It's like, you're thinking like for the next few weeks or months, I'm going to be here and I'm going to see what I get out of this experience. And, uh, and, and you can float around a little bit and, and, and right. you're not tied down to being at the desk or, or having to be, you know, in a meeting. And I'm, I'm curious, like, because Tim, Tim led off with this talking about like meditation and mindfulness. And we, I don't know that we've really used the word meditation, but we definitely talk a lot about self-awareness. And, uh, and, and, and I think that's something that, that you've tapped into quite a bit. I want to hear about some of those experiences that you've had. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I've always been, um, I've been a a long time. uh, It's it's had a, a big interest upon me as far as understanding our own awareness and, and honestly, I'm not so much, I don't, you know, you know, I don't, Henry, I don't do a lot of meditation, but I do see myself just being more aware, just having, practicing that conscious awareness. Um, and, and even in, in the mundane tasks or chores, just really being more centered and grounded and being present in that and practicing that. So some of my experiences, I mean, here, I mean, um, what I think it was like last, maybe what, two weeks ago, um, yeah, that was, it was an interesting experience. Um, it's called a dark room retreat. And um, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't have plans on doing that. So basically, let me break it down. A dark room. Break it retreat. down. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited yeah. about this. I'm even more excited that you said I didn't have plans to do this. Now where this goes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and that's okay. part of this thing, too. It's like you, you mentioned, um, this is a kind of journey where a lot of things will come up spontaneously. And I, and I mentioned to you earlier that I, I just want to be open to these opportunities. So right. as I was traveling, I went to a, uh, uh, I went to a town in, uh, in San Pablo. I went to a silent meditation uh, retreat, um, this place called the, the um, I believe it was called the pilgrimage retreat. And uh, it's just, it's a typical, you know, in this place, there's a lot of uh, yogis and, and, and expat travelers who come here and, and really feel the energy and they're there just to kind of get rooted and get closer to nature and get grounded and practice their meditation. So this is kind of a, a retreat place that hosts people that come all around the world to this place. Um, one of their offerings that they have along with silent meditation is this particular um, therapeutic uh, practice called a dark room retreat. And a dark room retreat basically is a basic room where you have um, you, you get your base, your, your bedding, your uh, meditation platform, shower, sink, your basic amenities there. But the whole point of it is a completely dark out room, all lights, 
is cut off. It's, it's strategically built for that. Um, it has ventilation, a proper ventilation, so you have the proper airflow in there. It's all you need. And How, how big is this room, Obi? Um, probably, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not huge. It's probably 500 square foot, you know, um, it's not eight, it's not eight by big. 10, eight by 10. Yeah. Eight by 10 at your typical, you know, not the size of a jail cell. Okay. <laughs> 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 you know what? Yeah. It's funny people, you know, that's the first thing that people Sounds tell great. me. And, and, yeah. and, and what I usually ask is like, you know what, you can be enlightened, still be imprisoned. And so the interesting aspect about that is a lot of people get nervous and scared, but I talk to a lot of people that feel they're, they're trapped and they're, and they're in the greatest, one of the greatest countries in the world and being free and all the stuff. So it's kind of this dynamic of going back into the darkness and, and losing yourself and letting go of all of your, all of the commotion and responsibilities and the chaos and the stimulation. You know, you guys, as you know, all the, the multitasking and the technology and the lights and the phones, we're just bombarded by all of this, you know. And so this is a, it's a space where you get cut off from that. Right. Um, for an extended period. OK. Um, and, Can you explain extended period? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you, we're so not talking me. like 10 minutes, right? <laughs> How, what are we talking about here? No, no, no. So. Um, I, I went in there, I went in there and I did it for three days, 72 hours. Are you by yourself? Are you alone? By myself. I'm in alone. In this dark room, sensory dark deprivation, room. right? That's zero, kind of what's happening absolutely. here. Zero light yes. for 72 hours. The, zero see, light. Not, not to keep taking this back to jail, but... <laughs> you Stick with what you know, right? Basically, yeah. I'm going to stick with what I know. Basically, Henry and Josh, what I'm seeing here is like a voluntary... Andy Dufresne in the whole situation. Oh man, <laughs> seventy two yeah. hours. That's what I'm seeing. It suddenly got more romantic. Um, yeah. uh, okay, all right. Three yeah. days in this dark room by yourself, yep. uh, ventilated. What's the food ventilated. situation here? Yeah, so uh, they do provide, um, you know, um, healthy food that you kind of want to be able to have a you know nothing crazy but it's all vegetarian all, all vegan um prepared meals they give you two meals uh, a day you can choose whether you want uh, breakfast lunch or dinner um the food what'd you go what'd in, you go with obi i i went with i went with breakfast and uh, lunch breakfast and lunch yeah i went breakfast and lunch because i thought about it i was like well you know what I, you know I could take lunch. I don't have to eat it all. So if I could get hungry, I could just keep it and, you know, in the, later in the evening, if I get hungry or something, I could snack on that. So it's, you have to find it I'd first, right? You're like fumbling around. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. You got you to keep your food that's in the part same of the place every time. <laughs> right, right, right. It, but well, serious question, Obi. Yeah. That, I mean, you know, does it even matter breakfast, lunch, dinner? I mean, do you even have a sense of time? Because I would think that you would just like it's just 72 hours and it's black right. and it's timeless. Right. And you're getting two meals within a 24 hour period. Right. And like, right. I mean, is lunch even lunch if it's completely dark, just like it is no. at 2 a.m. in the morning? No, you can only, you really, the interesting aspect about it is when your senses are shut off, not all of them are shut off. Actually, the, the ones that we really are, our intuition and, um, the some especially when you're eating obviously it's heightened so even your hearing i mean it's super heightened after this long this long of a time and when your eyes because 90 percent of, of all the energy we do is on our visual cortex is what we see and what we take in all the thoughts to go on that's where it's, it's the stimulation comes through that so when that's shut off now you really do have more of an access to these ancient senses as i call them um and so you just kind of your, our, our deep intuition and our, before we had time and all that, we can actually pick up on the days by listening, you know, outside, you can, you'll be able to hear what's really kind of going on. And that's kind of like where I would actually um, approximate the time, you know, outside of the meals that were coming in. Right. I mean, when I start, you know, feeling in, I was like tasting this, I was like, oh wait, this is a banana. So I'm like, okay, this is breakfast I'm having right now. This bowl of of uh, bananas and raisins and stuff. It's 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 obviously breakfast right now. So that that's good. It felt it felt obviously. good, you know. Yeah. 
Hey, Obi, with, I mean, of course, whatever you're comfortable sharing, but you know, yeah. when you're in there that long in that dark space, I mean, where, where does your mind go? I mean, where, yeah. where did it take you? Oh man. Um, yeah, it's a process. I mean, that's part, it's part of, um, what they call a, a psychic cleansing and detox your mind. If you're not well trained in meditation or awareness, if you've never done anything like that, I don't, I don't recommend somebody who's just like, once you don't, this is not something you just want to try just for the wing of it. I actually have other, um, holistic, um, past and therapies that I've, I've experienced. So I think, you know, just my, my mental fortitude of going into something that like that, obviously there was curiosity there, but I had a background of experience too, to go into something like that, because you're right, Joshua. I mean, like you're in there, a lot of what happens is you'll start to maybe in within a day or so, a lot of uh, maybe suppressed uh, subconscious things or traumas or things that you've experienced yeah. in the past will start to rise up. Yeah. And this is where these meditators start to practice how do you clear that? Now the darkness is actually very supportive too, because it almost like cleanses a lot of it as, as well. So, but you're able to sit with it. You need to, you know, you don't, we have our society where we can go and we have these vices to go kind of use that to numb, numb that instead of facing mm -hmm. ourselves in this dark room, you really get an opportunity to sit with whatever comes up, uh, whether it's a meditation, whether uh, it's deep breathing practices, and allow that to kind of resolve and reabsorb into it in, 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 a, in a healthy way. But um, I definitely had um, different ranges of things. Um, you, you dream a lot. Lucid dreaming is there's so many, I had so many like series of different dreams. I couldn't even get into them. There are just so many just coming in in layers and layers, I think, um, uh, where my subconscious was just bringing up stuff. Um, but, uh, the range of emotions was, was crazy. There's times where I'm, yeah. I'm sad. There's times where I was just really, you know, there were some things that were coming up. I was really angry about, and then there were things where it was just cleansing out and I could feel a huge sense of clarity and peace and, and, and just deep, you know, um, profound gratitude. You know, um, the second day I was in there, um, after I I'd slept the whole bunch, I felt like I could just. I was, I, you know, work, I was working, I was doing crunches and push-ups, you know, there's space there where you can kind of like do, do, do some work typical, there. Typical and prison I, stuff, really. That's what's happening. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy, Just, I mean, there was, there, you know, it, there came to a point where I felt like, man, I could just, I could just do this. I just, I, you know, I yeah. felt like I, who, I don't want to come out. I could just stay here. It was, it was getting to be that peaceful and, um, my, um, I was adjusting to everything, you know, quite well as, you know, do you, so I felt, Obi, Obi, I do you think people longer. can get addicted to that feeling? Yes, for sure. Did you encounter people who like, couldn't get away from being alone? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds like some yeah. people are down. You said already that there's these yeah. sort of hippie-esque people. Yeah. Um, I talked to a couple of, you know, before I went in and then after, um, that were there, um, you know, during my stay. And it's interesting because you do, you will, at this particular retreat, you'll run into a lot of uh, people who, you know, they make it a practice, whether they're coming on a yearly uh, term or, you know, a few months and they're really, really, um, intentional about their practice and where they're going in their journey. And they're using this as a tool for that. Um, but one of the things I remember talking to a particular woman who was like, she has done it for, she, she did it, um, um, 49 days. She did one for 49 days, She's 49 days, 49 days. Yeah. 49 days. So it's, it, it's very serious. Like, guys. so, uh, wow. yeah, 49 days. And, um, wow. you know, I won't get into her whole story, but it's, it's, there are, there can be, um, for some who now use this and it actually can become a crutch where they don't want to go out and face the world Well, right? yeah, because it can yeah. become so like, it's easy. It be for the, you know, during it can become a place where that's just because Safe. that's not the, the point of it is, is to getting to a space where it can help, but you still have to go back out there. Right. And, and right. deal with, you know, so that's, that's the challenge. And, and I think it was talking to some people where you do see some people where they're like, you know, 
anything spiritual or yogis they're all but they don't they can't handle just one day out in regular society so yeah, who's yeah. really spiritual so that's the challenge you got to watch out for and and your intention of of, of the of this kind of a practice how, how long have you been um traveling on, on this particular journey how many days um, weeks? i don't even know on this particular journey i've been what are we in um, when did you resign so, obi almost at uh, the end of september so yeah. Um, yeah, we're coming into almost what two months now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, and, yeah. and what have you learned about yourself in the time that you've been out? Yeah. And I, and I want to just add, a, uh, we'll make this a two part question. So what have you learned? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I know this sounds like the corporate guy who can't quite wrap his head around what you're doing, but that's okay. But you know, what, are, <laughs> what are you trying to accomplish? Obi, I mean, do you have like a set of objectives in your mind or is it just like, we're going to see where this goes? Yeah, with, no, I mean, this survey, just real quick. Yeah, quick survey. yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to send you, I'm anyway. sending a survey monkey right now. Obi, <laughs> and I want to know, I want to know what the net promoter score is for your uh, darkness meditation. Oh my okay? gosh. <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Time, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely had, uh, um, I set out some objectives or some intentions. Really, the prime, primarily was about just um, healing. Just kind of, you know, I have three words that I would use. I would say rest, renewal, and clarity. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just kind of being in the modern world, being in technology, just being in corporate work, you know, I've been doing that 15, you know, 16, 17 years. Um, I was just really beat up, you know, just really kind of beat up, you know, from, from that. So my first priority, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My first priority before I even figure out what's next was just recentering re you know, just kind of decompression, healing and finding, you know, myself in that, you know, in that space. So that's mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, So, you know, thus far here is just taking that, you know, taking that time and opportunity to just feel myself again, you know what I mean? And to really just kind of, to allow that wholeness to come, come back and, and really be um, just kind of grateful and, and, and loving myself. I mean, there's, there's so much to it, right? There's just so much to that aspect and, 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 and trusting like whatever comes next, but really I, w- I wanted to focus on real rest, just kind of, you know, shutting off the mind, shutting off, all of this agenda and, and even the, even that it's like well what's next what's next what's next and it's like man right here this one day let me look outside and appreciate you know just breathing and being grateful so I just kind of want to heal from all that that was really my main focus right now and what I'm learning is is that um a first it's not easy like I thought I could um, initially within the first 30 days I thought I would be able to kind of um get right in there but i really learned that you really don't for me at least i'm only speaking for myself coming out of kind of the world um the modern world and the fast-paced world and all the you know all the um objectives and all the things we got to do i don't i didn't realize how much that has an effect on on the body uh, mentally like i I had a hard time even just kind of even within the first 30 days before i could really just I felt out of place just sitting there. I'm like, I need to be doing yeah. something. Like I could still yeah. feel that turning and that. So that was, I, I was like, wow, you know, um, it takes some time. It takes some time to really soak that in and uh, give, give your space. And even just kind of, it's okay. Like I, I you know, it, it, we're so used to, we need to be doing and what's next and going through our achievements and, and all the things. And you get space of freedom and just kind of just sit here and, and, and it's like, yo, this is, this is a gift too. We're, we, you know, we have this ability. And so learning to accept that right now and just really appreciate that. And um, that that's what I'm learning to really just be grateful and thankful for just being here right now and just celebrating that. And it's a good space to be in. Um, that's, that's, that's what I'm learning to, re- to really just trust yeah. that and accept that, you know, that's amazing. So yeah. tell me your three words again. Tell me your three my, words again. Obi. My three my three words are rest, renewal, and clarity. Okay. So 
rest, renewal, and clarity. And let's just let's just say you're talking to an audience, which you are. There's at least three of us. <laughs> you're talking you're talking to an audience who is either unable or not willing to just completely move to Guatemala. As admirable mm-hmm. as that is, just it's not feasible for your audience. How can someone who is still going to work every day or still working remotely every day or you know still caught up in the corporate world, the real world? Yeah, I shouldn't say the real world, the the, the corporate world, the grind. Sure. They're, they're still in the yep. grind. How you know, what advice do you have for them in trying to achieve those three things? I mean, I, you know, I don't think it's going to come as quickly as you're finding it there. It's probably not going to come as profoundly as you're finding it there. But, mm-hmm. you know, what advice would you have for, for people who are trying to find that but are unable to completely escape? Um, I mean, I, I think it's it's really just important to – Self-reflection is going to be the first, is for me, is like um, the first advice um, to take that time out. Um, you know, you're right. Like a lot of people may not have the, the ability to just make this kind of a, a jump. But I think because they, in their minds, they will say, well, I can't do that. And then they'll just be like, well, I'm just going to, I have no other options and no other choices. And so um, really everything just has a metaphor. You may do it in a smaller way, but there's, there's always an opportunity with it where we are and where we are right now and where we're living, where we can take time um, to find rest and renewal and clarity um, and give yourself that, that time. It's, it's about looking at your current lifestyle and seeing, well, what are some of the things, whether you have a park you know, across the street where you can go take some time and just go in that park and just sit there, leave your phone, you know, leave all the, all the things and, and put some time for yourself. It's maybe your, your food choices. What are some of the things about some of the foods that you can allow your, to nourish your body, nourish your, your mind, nourish your brain. It's about a lot of the, the um, activities that we just come natural. Obviously we're in there, but it's, you know, the binging of Netflix, you know, the TV, the news, I mean, all this stimulation i mean is it really necessary you know what i mean what if you took a yeah. day or or took one day where you didn't have that and just kind of see what kind of silence and peace and what that brings to you so um there's so many ways but i think you have to reflect and and experiment you know what i mean i think it, you have yeah, to look at good. yourself and kind of look around and see if you can experiment with with you because everybody's going to be a little bit different you know what i mean as far as what works for them but i believe that if if you take that time there's something where you can find, where you just want to your, give your body, give your mind that rest and, and, and you know, the opportunity to, to, to renew itself and just to give you some clarity because maybe, maybe that's what the space that you need to move forward or see what's next or to figure out maybe I, wanna, I, I want to live a lifestyle that's more conducive that I won't have to try so hard. It'll just be more natural. So there, there's many ways you can look yeah. at that, you know. And the idea of experimentation is so interesting. I hadn't thought about it, but in, you know, in regards to like the corporate world, yeah. it, it's it's a way of saying take a risk without it sounding like there's something on the line. Yeah. It's a way yeah. of saying change yeah. what you're doing without it sounding like you have to forever change it. It's just uh, yeah. experiment with a different diet, experiment with a different process, experiment yeah. with a different approach. Experiment is so great. I've written it down. <laughs> yeah. I've underlined it. It's on my checklist of things I'm going to be doing tomorrow uh, for myself. And then I'm going to encourage the people around me to do. I think it's, that's a great, that's yeah. a great, if I, if I took one thing away from this, yeah. aside from 72 hours in a dark room, uh, it's, <laughs> it's the notion of experimenting. Yeah. It's great. You know, when you lay it out like that, it ominous, it honestly feels like there's more on the line by not trying that, you know, not experimenting yeah. and not yeah. taking yeah, a chance so on what yeah. might be. And honestly, it, it, it gives a sense of freedom to just explore and say, okay, let me, let me try this. And if it doesn't work, let me try something. And, else. And, and your experiment, like, like Tim was saying, and, and the spirit of his question is the experiment doesn't have to be travel to Guatemala for months and see what, what life brings right. you. It can, it can be just like Obi said, go outside without your phone instead of with your phone and take a 15 minute walk and see what that, what that experience is like. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's so good. That's it's I love it. So I have I have another question for you, Obi. You know, the three of us are aware that you that you write poetry. And you know, I was curious if your you know your experience so far has included that and you know maybe stimulated you to write more or if that's mm -hmm. been included in the shutdown where you really just wanted to cleanse your your mind completely you know yeah. which direction has kind of your artistic creativity taken there has it has it stimulated it or have you consciously shut that down mm -hmm. also yeah that's a great question uh, i really appreciate that um yeah so i i've you know, it's interesting, like, um, I've, I, I've consciously kind of shut that piece down to just, um, because typically um, my poetry or spoken word that I, I like to do, it, it takes a lot of energy, um, you know, for me when I really get into that space. But coincidentally enough, I've also, what has happened is um, just journaling, like, oh my gosh, like, the ability yeah. to just journal where I'm not, it, it's just more free flow. There's not like an, a conscious, like content that I'm trying to put out um, when I'm doing my writing or, or a piece. Um, but I am journaling daily um, and, and constantly actually when just, you know, thoughts come up, something will come up and I'm like, oh, let me write this down. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I've, I've really have put the, the focus of my creative writing aside, but just kind of being more in this open space where journaling um, things that are coming up for me, um, which I've always, it's been a challenge for me to kind of keep a journal and, and, you know, um, but during this journey, right. You know, I I've, it's been good. Journaling has just been daily, been spontaneous. Things are flowing, just journaling. Um, and so that's been just great it's been just amazing yeah. so i'm just grateful for that yeah yeah and then maybe you know looking down the road i know that's probably not your purpose right now but looking down the road then you know maybe some poetry grows out of that journaling at some point yeah yeah i think so i mean um one of the things too you know just kind of it's interesting too because um that's why i was really grateful um for my time there um as well when doors were opened, uh, Tim, and, and, you know, and I, and I did, you know, a piece. Um, I yeah. typically, I'm going to tell know, that story in a second, Obi. I'm glad you brought okay. that up. Okay. I'm about to bring it through because, um, I don't know. I, I typically don't go out of my way to share that. And that's one of the things I'm learning kind of being, being in this space is about some of the gifts that I've had. And I don't really go out there to make a big deal about it, you know, um, for whatever reason, but, one of the things that I'm realizing now is, is, is that in, when, I, when I'm given a chance to do that, there is such an aliveness that comes out as well, where I feel just, ah, this, I'm, in my, I'm in my space without really trying. And I need to, you know, that's one of the things I'm, I'm coming to realize to really honor that and, and appreciate that. And so, you know, wherever this journey takes me, just having that time right now and to really write um to be more open to that space of sharing that you know in whatever capacity whatever format that looks like or whatever but just doing that um taking more of a, a initiative to kind of do that is something that i feel you know will be um yeah it, it just would be very very helpful for me and i'll, I'll feel really more at peace doing that and releasing that so that's something i am um going to be focused on in the future for sure yeah and i know a lot of your a lot of your focus right now you know is inward obi you know i think a, yeah at this stage of this journey you know a lot of what you're doing is introspection but you know i'll say that you know your your words and your poetry the effect they have on other people i it's life-changing man and so, you know, the that. story that we were kind of talking about was, you know, Obi and I had worked together. I certainly knew who he was. He's a killer salesperson and the very interesting guy. And then he was in a leadership program. You know, he volunteered to, to be a participant in a leadership program that I was leading. And so we had this exercise one day, you know, I think we call it the hot seat. And so, you know, each person in the program gets up in front of the class 
and everybody just fires questions at him. And somewhere in the course of those questions, Obi mentioned that, that he does spoken word poetry. And so, you know, didn't, didn't stop the show when he said that. It was just kind of, oh, by the way. So we get all the way through this session. It's an hour, hour and a half, something like that. And so at the end, I was closing things out. And I, I've thought about this a million times, Obi. I don't know why I did it because it could have gone horribly bad. And I've actually, I've trained myself so much on the back end of it saying, man, this could have gone so bad. I almost wish I hadn't done it, even though it turned out so great because I feel like I put pressure on you. But at the end, when we were closing it out, I was standing in front of the group and I said, hey, Obi, uh, why don't you come up here and just take us out, man, with some poetry. We want to hear. I mean, just like a nightmare for (laughs) 99.999% of the population. And Obi's like, oh, well, I don't know. And, and I said, no, come on, come on. I, take us out, man. And he said, oh, well, it's a little something I've been working on. And so he gets in front of the group and just, I mean, he killed it. He mesmerized this entire group of people. I was speechless. I had tears in my eyes. I was touched. I was touched so deeply by that. It was, it, was, it was a poem called Rethink. And so then that experience with you, OB, led me to go straight back to Josh. Josh and Henry were not in the room when this happened. I went straight back mm-hmm. to Josh and I said, Josh, we, we've got to do a workshop on mission and vision and we're going to name it Rethink. Yeah, That's what we're going to do. And so then Josh and I worked on this for two months and then delivered this mission and vision workshop called Rethink. And Henry was actually in the audience of the group that we presented this workshop to. <laughs> and how did we kick that thing off? This is the first time I met Obi when he came into yeah. the first time Henry met Obi <laughs> yeah. because, yeah. because yeah. it's 8 a.m. the day that we're starting and Obi comes cruising in. And I said, you know, we're gonna get this thing going. And nobody really knew Obi. And then he yeah. just, you know, how'd you feel when you heard that, Henry? Did it have the same effect on you? I think, Josh, that's probably the first time that you had heard that as well. Yeah, yeah, it was the first time for me hearing it as well. And, you know, I'll just, I know you asked Henry, but I'll just interject. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm asking me out too. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'll tell you, Obi, it, it moved me. It really did. It, it, it was, it, it captured you. me. It yeah. captured my attention. And then when I, when I was really letting the words sink in and, and take root, it, it moved me, man. It made me want to be a different person. And so it was good. I appreciate you sharing that. But what I would tell you too, is you got to share your gifts. Um, as a fellow introvert, um, when you're not sharing those things, it's, you know, there's, there's less in the world when you're not sharing that. I appreciate Uh, that, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. I I would like Josh, I was very moved and I I got, I mean, I got chills just thinking about being back in that room because I was sitting right in the front and you were uh, right in front of me when you were delivering it. And, um, it was like you were wrapping rope around a cleat to tie a giant ship off at the same time you were hacking the rope apart and setting the ship free. It was like, there were so many things that were happening at once. And, um, this, this piece, it just, it just kept coming out of you. And there were moments where I, I was trying to understand whether or not you were just making this up on the spot. And I thought, how did you memorize all this? And then I thought, this just feels so natural. The, the, the flow and the content and the context is so, everything about it was so tightly wound, but it didn't feel contrived. Every bit of it was fluid. It, it was a fantastic experience. It was, Appreciate that. you know, that, that, that was one of those experiences that made me also realize how weird Tim is. You know, because you don't you don't get an invitation like that from somebody who's looking to have a business meeting. You know, that's yeah. that's like trying to change people's perception, trying to change their minds. It's that's how that meeting starts. Uh, yeah. So that was so many levels and no, hit on so that. many levels. Thank you. Yeah. Thank we you. we Thank talk you a lot about the power of a singular interaction, Obi. I mean, this is like yeah. a recurring theme with us. You know, like you touch a human once, maybe. And then what are the downstream effects of that touch? And so, you know, to, to recap, you're in a room with 30 people. For whatever reason, I decide to say, hey, come up here. Tell us, tell us what you got going on. You just completely dominate that room in the best way possible. 
I'm one of 30 people in there. So all we know is what, what I did with it. There may be 29 other stories. I went, built a workshop with Josh that we delivered to 20 leaders who all have teams. I I mean, that's how you touch people, Obi. And you've got to realize that. I mean, Josh is exactly right. You've got to share your gifts and you've got to understand the power in that. And there's all, there's a lot that came out of that five, 10 minute talk. I'll tell you something that I'm laughing about right now, Henry is. Yeah. One of the people in the room, I don't even know if you noticed, Obi, but one of the people in the room when you were delivering that to that leadership program, you know, the one uh-huh. where Josh and I had put together the rethink program, he right. started snapping his fingers. So he started snapping like in approval, yeah. like I guess some <laughs> 1960s beatnik situation. He thought he was supposed to snap at spoken word poetry. Well, now that is that little gesture has spread to my entire team and we don't clap <laughs> We, there's no evo- ovations anymore. Always when somebody snap. does something Snapping. good, they get snaps. <laughs> we snap it up for a lot of snaps. Them. That's great. That's and that great. just grew out of that moment. So I, I just can't say it enough, man. Yeah. Um, when you share share your gifts the way that Josh was talking about, you just yeah. You touch Thank everybody, you. and it flowers from there, man. Yeah, you got you got to keep sowing seeds, Obi. Keep sowing seeds with yeah. Your, Thank you. With your gifts. And so if, here's if my last question. Home, if it isn't okay. driven home enough, Obi, when you when you walk outside of your door there, you take a little rock, go down to that lake and throw it in there. That that rock is is you delivering that that spoken word. And mm. what happens after that is all the effects that end up yeah. on this call and beyond. How, that was years ago that that happened. Two years ago? It was, it was one year ago. One year ago. Year. Yeah. One year ago. Yeah, lots, lots happened. Ha- lots happened that year. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. One you got one more. You, you got another. You're going to close this out here with a question, Tim? Yeah, I have one last question, Obi. And I'm not asking, I don't want this to be like, oh my God, I can't believe he went there. Cause it's not a pressure packed question, but we're talking mm-hmm. about how you touch people. You know, mm-hmm. when you finish this part of your life and, you know, maybe it lasts 10 years, I don't know, maybe it lasts a year. I, you know, I don't think at this point you bought a one-way ticket. So I, clearly I don't think you have a timeline that you're adhering to. That's fine. At some point, do you envision yourself saying, I've learned so much and I want to go back to whatever we're going to call it, the grind, the corporate world, the cave, the cave. This is the allegory. The cave is what you're saying. Yeah. Do I want to go? Do I want to go back and help people by showing them what I what I've learned? Have you considered that? Has that even crossed your mind? Yeah, I mean, it has. It, it comes up, you know. I, I, I'm very much, I consider myself a visionary. and um, I do too. It always comes up. You know, that sort of thing is always kind of there lurking in my mind, um, in my awareness. And um, I don't know what, exactly what that looks like, but I thought about how, you know, if I were to go back, I don't know if I'd go back into the cave and kind of mess with the cave. I'm actually looking more so of going into the cave and helping others to come out of the cave oh, that's good. Um, in, in that space, you know what I mean? Or at least to bridge it because I'm, I'm a big believer on vision. And, and um, you, may not, you may still be in the grind or whatever, but it doesn't mean you have to just kind of be in this kind of stuck place. But I think wherever you're looking to improve or see something better for your reality that you need to have a vision. And what are the things that can maybe help to spur that vision? For me, what has helped me throughout the years is taking, getting a getaway, going into these, you know, nature, getting into simplicity um, and, and, and just giving that, that ability for that space. And I think I could be a bridge. So I'd like to go, I could see myself going back to the cave to, to kind of, say, you know, to show and give you, give people an opportunity to kind of reconnect with themselves where they're not in a lot of the distractions and a lot of the, you know, the responsibilities and all these things that you you still got to do, but just giving yourself that time and that break where you could give you an opportunity to see something for yourself um, and to reshape or integrate that into wherever it is you want to go or whatever um, arena in life that you're looking, you know, to, to kind of uh, go with. I think that that's where I could see myself um, as far as the vision is going back into the, into um, 
the cave, so to speak, and, and kind of sharing and bringing people to a place where they can see themselves, or if they, they're looking to do maybe not what I'm doing, but maybe something that, you know, how, how do you even, where do you begin and what does yeah. that look like and address all the fears and all the worries that come up in the mind, you know, um, it's really deep work though. It really is because there's, there's is a sure. lot I think we don't realize and you got to tackle some of our belief systems because a lot of us will fall into these kind of, you know, belief systems that, uh, you know, I can't really do something like that or whatever. And so, you know, just kind of, you know, getting at the root of why you can't, where you can't see yourself there and that's part of the vision and, and kind of drawing that out. So I, I definitely can see myself working in a space in that arena for sure. Yeah, that's great. Well, Hey, Obi, you're a kind leader. We love you, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to hear Thank more you. You. about this journey. I, I just can't even tell you how excited it makes me when I talk to you and I see how happy you are and how at peace you are with your life right now. And I know that, you know, as you progress, uh, there's just going to be more to talk about. And I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, I think you've given us all a lot to think about. And, you know, I would say if there's one, one underlying theme to this entire conversation, it would be that each of us probably needs to examine our life and think about how we can experiment with our lives to better achieve rest, renewal, and clarity. Yeah. Clarity. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Obi, thank you yeah. so much for the time. Thank Thanks, you Obi. guys. I appreciate it. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you appreciate so much you, for having me. This is, this is a joy. Rest, renewal, and clarity. Maybe you can get that from a dark room or your bedroom or any room. But I'm with Obi. You should go get it. For more KL podcasts, visit kindleadershipproject.com, follow us on LinkedIn, or find us on your favorite streaming service. This podcast is an expression of the views of Kind Leadership and its team. We're always open for discussion, so find us on social media and give us your thoughts.